Hi, everybody. This is Advice for Life with Lynn, and today's topic is juicy. In today's podcast, we've got the top five things that every woman needs to do before she marries or remarries. I would say it's important to uh, invest in getting to know your partner's family or or their in-laws and vice versa. So you have to uh, be frank and understand what is your partner's relationship with their family, what is their family's expectations of you? And is that is your partner willing to put in the effort to get to know your family? I'm, why, well, I'm surprised you brought that up. I have heard of conflict with couples. That, yeah. You know, then they get married, and it's like, oh, all she wants to do is spend time with her kids. Right. Or her every Sunday with a abuela or whatever. Like, is that what you're talking about? You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Now, I say she, but this really also applies to men, okay? But we're just using she for an example here. Anybody who is about to make the most important commitment of their lives needs to listen to this. And when we talk about preparing to get married... We can just really go back to childhood. You know, what did the fairy tales teach us? Most of them involve, you know, a damsel in distress, rescued by a man. And what did your parents teach you about marriage or about being married or getting married? If it was anything like the sex talk I had when I was a kid, (laughs) it was watered down and thin, thin. I mean, my parents did teach me. It's important, of course, to love the person you're with. And love is great. It's the foundation to your relationship, of course. It's the reason why you're together. But what I know for sure is, I got that from Oprah, what I know for sure is, uh, love cannot be the only thing that's going to keep you together, Captain and Tennille, who, by the way, got divorced. <laughs> um, and the other person's love for you is not going to take care of you. You have to take care of yourself. That's healthy. I sound like I'm preaching because I just learned it, so I'm, I'm not an expert. Um, I just have lived life. This is not romantic, I know, that those statements I just made. But in this podcast, we're going to keep things happy. We're going to talk about love and romance and at the same time, take measures to take care of ourselves before we say I do. Today's guest is a Miami divorce lawyer. She's been on the show before, loved by our show, Amber Kornreich. She's a friend, of course, of the show, as I mentioned before, and she's always a wealth of information. What I love about Amber is that she's super smart. She works really hard at her career. She loves what she does, and she believes in love. I mean, I've met her just over the phone and just in the previous podcast, and I feel like she's got that quality that highly successful people have. They love what they do, you know? She loves what she does. And that's super positive. Welcome, Amber. Hi, Lynn. Great to see you again. Thank you for having me. So when we talk about things that a woman or man should do before getting married and remarried, um, this obviously involves, we're talking about some conscious intention here. We're not talking about like, I want the best photographer, <laughs> which is important, the best makeup artist, which is important, and best dress. And, you know, where where is this? Those are, those are details, um, outside details. Many of us don't think about the things that we need to do when it comes to taking care of ourselves. So what are we talking about here? Well, I think that uh, smart women and men going into a marriage are very intentional about it. And they make an intention for themselves and for the relationship that we want this to work. And there's a few specific things that you can do to set yourself up 
for the most relationship success. Excellent. What are they? Well, my number one is to talk money or finances. As many people know, financial stress is one of the biggest uh, problems that come up in in marriages. So I think it's important that you talk with your your partner about their viewpoint on money, what is their uh, vision for their own future, what are their opinions about their income, what they have, are they planning to share, are they planning to keep it separate, and also whether you and your partner do you have this? Are you compatible? Are you a spender? Are you a saver? Are they a spender? Are they a saver? You know, I think that uh, a lot of us, especially women, but not to make any generalizations, you dream about being with that guy who's in a really good financial situation. Mm-hmm. My grandmother always used to say, uh, it's as easy to love someone who's rich as who's poor. <laughs> and I just because somebody has money doesn't mean that they're generous. Right. It doesn't mean that you're going to be living a certain life. And similarly, someone could have very little money, but they're generous with their money. So I think it's important that you know whether your person is a spender or a saver. It's not only what do they have, where do they live, what kind of car do they drive. Are you guys on the same page about how you're going to handle money? And, uh, avoiding potential problems with uh you know them criticizing you or you criticizing them for either spending or not does that mean show me your bank account <laughs> well it could yeah but it's also i mean if you're getting naked and you're committing <laughs> and you're you're showing that you know get naked financially. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's about having a level of honesty. If this is the person that you're going to be married to, you should feel comfortable enough to let them know know, what what is your situation. It doesn't have to be down to the exact decimal about how much money you have or how much they have. But generally, are they in a lot of debt? Do they have a lot of student loans? Have they declared bankruptcy? Do you know, do they rely on credit cards? Do they not believe in credit cards at all? Are they really into saving. Um, You know, I think that these are important things to know. And for those women or men who may either be uh, more advanced in life, or maybe older, or maybe this is their second relationship, Mm -hmm. many of those people may want to speak with a professional about a prenuptial agreement. It's not necessary for everyone, but if you've amassed certain assets or you have children from another relationship, you you may want to look into that. And part of that process involves both people being completely candid with each other and giving financial disclosure. Prenup. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about that. So um, I used to think prenup was so negative like yeah. oh my god that means you're already talking about divorce and then one of my friends we were talking about in general said no that actually just takes money off the table how can a woman look at getting a prenup in a positive way well i think that it's a case by case basis because each person needs to assess you know are they in a situation where they have an inheritance perhaps that they want to protect do they have an interest in a family business have they you know now that women especially are getting married older a lot of times now a woman's coming into a relationship with a piece of property so what is their mindset you know me it's not always just to protect one person or the other it's to protect both people um so i think it you have to look at your own circumstances. And also, 
I think some people would be surprised that not every prenuptial agreement is meant to, quote, screw you or screw the other person. Sometimes it's simply saying, hey, we want to specifically say that these things are going to be kept separate. And by the way, we've had certain discussions and this is how we want to do our life. We want to have a joint account. We want to pay our expenses this way. You know, you, you can really the possibilities are endless about what you can put in there, uh, not about your future children, but you know, you can, you can make uh, plans like where we want to go on a vacation. We want to use our money in this way or that way. We want to make expenses. We want to set up um, accounts for, for our, you know, trusts. There, there's all different things. It also covers death as well. So that is an important thing. Unfortunately, nobody wants to think about that before they get but, married, but, but, but getting back to the prenup, it- what do you say to those people who say, if somebody asks you to, or the, one partner, let's say mm-hmm. they're both not in agreement, um, or one partner brings it up and says, we should have a prenup, what do you say to those women who say, well, that just means he's already thinking of divorce? That's so negative. What is. How can she look at that differently? Yeah, well, I mean, I would say it's really the responsible thing to do because looking down the line, it can minimize your potential conflict uh, on the back end. But also, the woman or the man, both people should have their own lawyer. And you can have somebody actually advocate for you during that process to make sure that it's fair. And sometimes uh, it can even be more generous than... A regular divorce so it's really a case-by-case situation but it's it's not always a negative thing and I always like to think about it that right before you get married is probably one of the happiest times mm-hmm. and one of the best times to really have those hard discussions because you're you're in love and you're happy and so it's better to have it these card conversations before you get married than when things are starting to spoil that's true and I would also say to those women who say, oh, he's already thinking of divorce, you know, that's what this prenup is about. Getting a prenup or not getting a prenup doesn't guarantee your marriage. So if you don't have one, doesn't mean that, oh, we're going to stay married forever. The work you put into your relationship is what's going to give you longevity. Okay, so um, number one, talk money, make sure you're financially compatible, be honest with each other, obviously. (laughs) Number two, consider getting a prenup and separate lawyers. And three, I would say it's important to uh, invest in getting to know your partner's family or your or their in-laws and vice versa. So you have to uh, be frank and understand what is your partner's relationship with their family, what is their family's expectations of you, and is that is your partner willing to put in the effort to get to know your family? I'm. Why, well, I'm surprised you brought that up. I have heard of conflict with couples that, yeah. you know, then they get married and it's like, oh, all she wants to do is spend time with her kids right. or her every Sunday with a abuela or whatever. Like, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it is. Actually, um, I've seen quite a few cases recently where the one person or the other's number one complaint is their in-laws hmm. that my mother-in-law is too nosy or has too many rules or wants me to be at dinner every Sunday night uh, or, you know, could even could even extend to religious expectations. So I think that uh, going into the relationship, you should know 
what your partner is expecting of you in relation to their families, try to do everything you can. It doesn't need to, it doesn't mean you're going to be best friends. You know, that's the old cliche is that everyone hates their mother-in-law. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not true, but yeah, I like my mother. Of course. No, of course. And, and you should strive to have very positive relationships with your partner's family because you're trying to make a family together mm-hmm. and, uh, it just can make, make everything more peaceful and, uh, minimizing conflict with your partner's family will serve you well going down the line and they should also want they should also care about your family what's your fourth tip on what every woman needs to know or do before she gets married another important tip is to discuss children it's important to be on the same page with your partner about whether this marriage, whether you're expecting to start a family. Um, unfortunately, I've seen some sad situations where people have not been on the same page about mm. wanting to have children. and That's pretty could- shocking. <laughs> you mean, people actually don't talk about it or they just, they're not honest with, with each other when it comes time to either have a kid or not have a kid. I mean, I think it could be either it could be either scenario, but some people really don't talk about it. It does seem surprising, but especially younger uh, couples getting into it, um, some sometimes there's an assumption, well, of course, we're getting married to have a family, and then you find out mm. your partner is not interested, or perhaps, um, you know, what's going to happen? This is a difficult conversation, but what's going to happen if the biology just doesn't work? I knew you were going to bring that up. Like, are we going to go in vitro? Are we going to adopt? Are we going to forget it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great topic and it's it's really tough but people have these uh sometimes surprising viewpoints on some Mm. of these alternative methods and uh you know one particularly bad case i was involved in involved a woman who you know she had to go through many surgeries she was doing everything she could to get pregnant was not able to get pregnant and you know basically threw in the towel and said you know what after all this i just can't go through it anymore i it's just too taxing on my body and i just give up and you know for the man this was his dream of life to have mm. a family and so it's not that you know he's he's his position was basically it's not that i don't love her anymore but if i don't do this oh, i'm going to feel oh, that yeah. that i missed out on life i and understand both points of view yeah but they didn't talk that deep i guess before they got married about what if we can't have a kid yeah that I makes mean, sense it's tough sometimes you don't know especially oh. when you're young you know many young women couldn't even imagine that yeah. it's going to be so difficult yeah. and i think um you know in the same vein it's important especially in many remarriage type situations if you're spouse already has a child Mm -hmm. one being patient you know blended families do not develop overnight and (laughs) you know sadly i think a lot of women and men get disappointed when that you know that step potential stepchild doesn't fall in love with them right away or you know all the work that they have to put in Mm -hmm. to get to know each other Um, but you have to you have to make sure that the person that you're with, if you have children, is on board to be a cohesive family. You know, they're not just going to be always throwing in your face, well, that's your kid that, you know, I have no obligation to him, or I don't, that's not what I wanted out of this relationship. That's a huge one, too, because not only that's a great point, discuss children, and when it comes to remarriage, uh, when you both have children, or one of you already has children, to talk about how the step parenting is going to look like are you who's going to discipline who's in charge who's the friend who how are you going to support each other oh the step thing is a whole (laughs) topic yeah because you know it's it's one of the hardest jobs in the world 
the blending. So and takes a lot of patience and a lot of communication. You both have to be on board. So that's that's yeah, good discussions. And like, when are we going to see our kids? <laughs> right. Who's going to pay schedule? for what? Yeah. Yes. Great tip. What's your fifth um, thing that uh, every woman should do before she marries? <laughs> well, I think that uh, this is kind of a blended one, but it's very important to have something that's for yourself, whether it's a hobby or um, something that's about your own personal development, because you can't rely only on your partner or only on your relationship for 100% of your happiness. So any of your listeners today who are listening to Lynn's podcast are already on the right track because they're making active efforts to try to be them best, their best selves and to try to understand themselves and be in touch with their emotions. So, you know, it's important that whether it's doing the therapist, I know we've talked a lot about that, whether it's reading self-help books, there are personal development courses online. So I think it's very important to look, look inward. And part of looking inward is also knowing your own relationship with drugs, alcohol, substances, any kind of addictions. You know, unfortunately, I think that uh, I've seen it a lot that many relationships have problems where one person or the other is dependent on alcohol, drugs, video games, sex, whatever the case may be. And often those indicators are there long before the marriage begins. So the time Mm. to address those issues is before you get married because you can't expect somebody to be a different person once you're married to them than they are today. So if any of those issues have been a part of your relationship, you really need to take a serious look at it and discuss it and assess it before getting married. Wow. I'm surprised you brought up, that's a great tip, I'm surprised you brought that up, but now that I think about it, I guess, you know, Infidelity, addiction, those are two common, unfortunately, problems. We, we, we were talking in the last podcast about how to have a happy uh, divorce, so we talked a little bit about infidelity, but now you, you, I guess you see people come to your office who have addictions. Yeah, unfortunately, and many of the relationships that involve um, alcohol or drugs, um, they become codependent relationships, and that's something that is a really, it's a very, that could be a podcast on its own, Mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a very difficult thing. And those relationships are particularly toxic and it's particularly difficult to sort out those types of issues. You can't just go to a a marriage counselor once and, you know, talk away alcoholism, for example. And so I think that uh, many men and women, but women especially, sometimes close their eyes to some of Mm. the issues while they're dating. They're so excited to be married. They're so excited for this family that they say, oh, you know, he goes out and gets a few drinks. I'm not really into drinking. But, you know, once we start our family, he'll change. Yeah, those days will be behind us. And Nobody changes unless that's they right. want to. So that's so. Look at those red flags. Okay. So just to reiterate, those are great top five things every woman and man needs to do before uh, marrying or remarrying. Number one, Amber says, talk money, get financially compatible, or make sure you're compatible, and be really honest with each other. I say, if somebody's not willing to show you their bank account, then that is a red flag, girl, and you need to run. You both need to be honest and show each other everything. This is supposed to be your best friend for life. Number two, consider getting a prenup. Uh, I, you know, I would also add, also consider getting a will or trust. And I feel like, you know, I've done that myself and you really get to know each other. 
I mean, I can't think of getting more naked than than that. Talking about money and death. Um, three, know your get to know your partner's family and what their expectations are as to how many times they're going to see their family. Make sure your partner gets to know your family, and what your expectations are to be on the same page. Number four, discuss children. Are we having kids? If we cannot have kids, what will we do? How far will we go if we have kids already? You know, how often are we seeing them? Right, who's living with us? What's the parenting role? What's the step parenting role? Um, five, Amber says, have something for yourself where you can be, where you can grow and be happy. Don't dependent, be dependent on your partner for all of your happy. Like have your own life, women. You know, have your own friends, your own, I don't know, take a class or you say a hobby or like, you know, your own growth. And that, because that's super attractive anyway, and you're going to feel so good about yourself. Great tips, Amber. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lynn. If you want to get in contact with Amber, you can email her at Amber at cornreichlaw.com. Um, she's also on LinkedIn, or you can also call the office if you happen to be running around with a pen and paper, 305 579 9111. Were we depressing? I think these were really positive tips. We don't, it's, we want you guys to get married and we're super happy for you, <laughs> but we also want you to take care of yourselves and grow and don't ignore red flags and live a happy life. Right? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Thank you, Amber. Thank you. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.